Hello and welcome to this episode of the GX video series and GX Talks. Uh, you're either listening to us or watching us online. In either case, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm here at the World Government Summit 2023, and I have with me uh, Aaron Snow, who's Interim Executive Director and a fellow at the Beck Center for Social Impact and Innovation at Georgetown University. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ian. You've led senior positions in the United States, in Canada, within government. Help us understand what are governments battling today and what's confusing them the most when it comes to government services, service delivery, technology, what's going on? Governments are battling a series of, of cascading gaps in how to adjust to being digital governments. There's, there's uh, the experience gap that end users have, uh, the expectations gap between what they expect out of the modern digital world and what they get frequently from governments. Uh, that rolls back in part to technology gaps. Uh, governments struggle with modernizing legacy systems uh, and adapting new technologies. Um, part of the reason for that is a capacity and capabilities gap. Uh, governments have a hard time recruiting, retaining, and training up uh, the amount of expertise that's needed for modern software and product development right. uh, and maintenance and, and improvement. Um, and all of that rolls back to structural and incentive gaps. Uh, governments are frequently uh, you know, set up to be hierarchical. They're very siloed in many cases. And uh, product development and software is fundamentally a cross-functional exercise in the modern world. And so helping governments figure out how to give themselves permission and then yep. how to actually uh, start to work in different new, newer ways is the work of these digital service teams that I've been a part of. So it looks like governments are constantly uh, fighting uh, you know, fires, putting out fires, drinking from the fire hose to use all the metaphors I can, but it looks like governments are maybe overwhelmed with things that they need to do, digital transformation, what have you. Uh, what about smaller governments? We see success cases in, uh, again, Estonia, Singapore, UAE, uh, in other countries. Is it just the formula or is it literally just the volume of things that needs to be done? Sure. Um, Smaller governments generally don't have as hard a time. Um, a lot of it has to do with uh, how layered um, and old the systems, not the system, not the technical systems, but bureaucratic systems, policies, compliance issues, uh, habits, culture that's embedded in governments. Um, newer governments have an easier time. Uh, they're starting more closer to starting from scratch than governments that have lots and lots of tradition built into how they work that they need to work through. And um, one of the other things we talked about earlier today on the panel was that uh, uh, decentralized governments, governments with decentralized power, have a lot harder time bringing a, a whole nation in through digitalization of their governments because uh, it's not just one government at the top deciding to digitize a system or a process or a service and pushing it out to everyone. Yeah. It's that government having to heard the cats of all of the state, provincial, local, regional governments mm -hmm. to come together around how to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just thinking about, you know, how governments are and how bureaucracy works, how governments work. And typically, do you see from your work that it matters if there are younger people within governments who can see 
maybe the impact of technology differently because they're using them? And uh, is, is, does age have anything to do with it, right? I'm just trying to understand what is it? Age is one axis. Um, really, governments need to be able to understand all of their users. And they don't have the luxury, uh, unlike private companies, of deciding, okay, I'm just going to go after this corner of the market or this 50 or 80% of the market. Governments have to be inclusive. They need to address all of the people that they're serving. And so governments that have a cross-section of those people, young and old, of different colors, of different religions, of different backgrounds, those are the governments that are most likely uh, to be able to understand the, the varying needs of users and then address them with the services that they design and develop. Yeah. Uh, what are your some of your favorite uh, government success stories uh, that you feel are, hey, this is incredible work? I, I don't know. It could be something small, something big. Any favorites? So this is going to sound a little strange, but healthcare.gov uh, was a system that very famously tried to launch in, on October 1st, 2013, and was meant to serve millions of people that day, and instead only served eight before it crashed. Wow. Um, I point out I point to that as a favorite success story for a couple of reasons. Number one, in a, in a short matter of months, the system was in fact working and now to this day, years later, does serve millions of people a year and helps millions of people access healthcare in America that they might otherwise not be able to access. Um, that moment also was a, a catalyzing crisis moment for the US government. Uh, that was the moment when I think a lot of folks in government looked around and said, all right, are, are, there, are there different ways to handle the, the, uh, the delivery of these kinds of services yeah. to the public? And they were able to bring in folks from the outside. They were able to raise up people on the inside of government who, who knew to work differently. And the, the acceptance of different newer ways of working uh, got, got a big boost that day. Yeah. And we find that frequently happens in moments of crisis. The pandemic mm -hmm. was actually an incredible catalyst for a lot of digitalization of governments around the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask you about maybe the structure of uh, people, uh, more organizational structure of governments and how people think, right? You've got the typical CIO, the CTO. Uh, what else should governments have? Like, should they focus more on security? Should they focus more on uh, you know experimentation and maybe work with startups what, what kind of structure would you propose would be an ideal structure for any government entity organization to have for a, a good chances of succeeding with technology implementation well, with hundreds of thousands of governments all over the world i don't i'm not going to try to make one size fit all but um i think that a lot of governments could benefit from and and ones that have them do benefit from uh, something akin to a chief customer experience officer. Mm -hmm. This is a, a, a relatively recent phenomenon in a lot of governments. W one of the things we find is that the, the experience of the end user is one of the things that is not at the decision-making table in a lot of instances in government. Who, who sits at the decision-making table when you're rolling out technology or services? Yeah. Yeah. Policy, law, communications, politics, security. Security is well covered in, in most cases, compliance. Mm. But... But what isn't there is someone who speaks for the users. And so in organizations that have inserted user research and design expertise, customer experience expertise, yep. right. and given them a role and a seat and an authority, mm -hmm. we see rapid improvements. Yeah.
Excellent. Well, I hope you had a great time here at the World Government Summit. It's been an honor and pleasure working with you and having you as part of the GX uh, forum uh, that that had record attendance this time. It was, you know, much bigger than ever before, and it continues to grow. Aaron, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate the insights. And, uh, you know, to all our listeners and viewers, uh, follow Aaron's work. He's one of the top 100 people twice uh, in, uh, you know, in, in digital government. And he is literally the person you should follow online uh, for any inspirational stuff within government. So Aaron, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Take again. care, my friend. Thank you. And that is the end of this episode. Follow us, share this video, and we'll see you in the next episode.